This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Midday Madness on 12:50 a.m. The Fan, live from the Lakeland University studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu/get started. That's lakeland.edu/get started is the best way uh, to get a hold of that program. So, I'm interested in hearing what y'all have to say about uh, the topic we're going to do today. Now. First things you should know is we're going to get more into some Badger talk uh, because I I just, at this moment in time, I don't feel like you can talk enough about the Badgers because they're playing so well. Like, it's just something that should be talked about. Uh, And we're going to talk uh, with Abby Schnabel, uh, who is a beat writer for the Wisconsin State Journal, the men's basketball team since last year. We haven't had her on before, so we're going to have her on for the first time today. That comes up here at 235. Abby Schnabel uh, at 2.35 from the Wisconsin State Journal talk uh, about that Badger game last night and where they are right now. But, uh, having said all of that, I want to talk about something I was going to talk about yesterday, uh, and then we never got a chance to uh, because uh, we had Brian Gutekunst to play. Uh, and since we already paid Matt, played Matt LaFleur uh, from his press conference uh, on the big show, I feel like we can do it sure a lot of you saw this. I uh, retweeted this uh, the other day when I saw it uh, from at Sparky Radio and got a lot of angry Bucks fans' uh, responses. So there's a couple of pieces of audio uh, that I want to play. The first piece of audio is that of Charles Oakley. Now, Charles Oakley uh, is a dude uh, that is known to speak his mind, Um, is a guy that uh, had his run-in with James Dolan at Madison Square Garden, you remember, and they they banned him from Madison Square Garden. He is one of those guys that back in the day, you could say, you know, was uh, an enforcer, I guess, right? You know, he'd battle with the Lambeers of the world and so forth and not take any crap from anybody. He'd throw the... The elbow when the ref wasn't looking. He wasn't afraid to scrap and fight anybody if they wanted to get into it on the basketball floor. So rough and tumble type guy. Solid career. Nice player, for sure. Hall of Famer, definitely not. 
Uh, but but he was a nice player. So Charles Oakley was on a uh, podcast, I guess you could say, called No Pump Fakes. And a couple dudes and Charles Oakley. And the conversation comes up uh, about Giannis. Uh, and, you know, his time in the NBA and how good does Charles think he is uh, and so forth. Listen to what Charles Oakley has to say. If you haven't heard it before, uh, keep your hands on the wheel. Don't crash. Refreshing to see Giannis Antetokounmpo. Guys are like, yo, I don't, I can't be buddy-buddy because he kind of brings that old school mentality, that old school feel back into this NBA. He's doing his thing. I mean, I, I was like skeptical because, you know, he couldn't make a jump shot free throw, but after what he did last year, he won me over. You know, I was, you know, because I know he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't like he he wouldn't have been a force back in the days. That's would or would not? Would or would yeah, not? He wouldn't have been a force. Why is that? He would have struggled because they would make him two jump shots, and and you know he, he wasn't gonna be doing no you up to the basket like he's doing you guys and just getting laid up. No, somebody gonna knock his head off. Hmm. I mean, I'm, go- wow. I'm glad he's doing what he's doing now, but he definitely wouldn't have. He'd been coming on the bench back in the days. <laughs> Yo, come on. That's kind of heavy. Two-time MVP coming off the bench, Giannis? Yeah. I don't Giannis know about has, that, Charles. Giannis as a six-man is kind of kind of, uh, heavy. <laughs> I don't know about that. With his speed, I mean, he's 6'10", 280, can run yeah, like a gazelle. He, yeah, yeah and that's nothing to... Well, he's not skinny, you know. He's, yeah, he's, he's muscle though. He turned the protein mix. Yeah, put some muscles on. So there is Charles Oakley. Don't think he could have played back in the eighties, nineties. No, 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 no. Now it's not good enough to play in the eighties or nineties. So I'll ask you now again. I know we're a biased bunch. I know we're Bucks fans, and we probably see things different than maybe other people do. Do you think Giannis would have been a star in any era? And I'm saying star. I'm not saying starter. I'm saying a star. Do you think Giannis would have been a star in, say, the 80s? Do you think Giannis would have been a star in, say, the 90s? Or do you think he is the benefit of the rules of today, the NBA of today, not being nearly as physical as it was back in the day? I don't know if anybody listening is going to say that Giannis uh, would have been a bench player in the 80s. I can't imagine any Bucks fan agreeing with Charles Oakley on that. But I, I want to know, do you think he'd be a star? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us uh, at 1250AMTheFan. Do you think Giannis would have been a star in any era that he would have played in? Gary earlier said that Different players can be products of different systems. So you put a certain player in a certain system, he flourishes. You take that player out of that system, maybe he's not as good in another system. So that's kind of what Oakley is referring to here with Giannis. Saying if you were allowed to, essentially, he didn't say this specifically, but if you were allowed to hold and grab uh, and clothesline and go after guys and that stuff, Giannis never would have been able to handle it at the end of the day. Never would have been able to handle it. Well, Isaiah Thomas, the former Pistons great, former Knicks GM, uh, ran the CBA into the ground years ago when he had a chance to run that thing. Destroyed it. Uh, He uh, is on NBA TV. And he who played in said eras, uh, had a chance to respond to Charles Oakley. This is what Isaiah Thomas had to say. So what say you, basketball fans, would Giannis be an MVP caliber player in the 80s and the 90s? Yes or no? Zeke in the 80s? Absolutely. Yeah, I had a feeling. (laughs) Absolutely. Wait, come on. Let's be for real now. Okay. I remember in the 80s, there was a guy by the name of Ralph Sampson, okay? Ralph Sampson and Akeem Olajuwon, before Ralph Sampson got hurt, they were saying that Ralph Sampson was going to be, I remember Bill Russell saying, Ralph Sampson can be the greatest player ever. 
because of his skill set, his ability to handle the ball, his ability to play around the baskets, his ability to block shots. Giannis is today's Ralph Sampson. And all these guys talking about, well, Giannis couldn't play and all that. Dude, Giannis going around Oakley. Giannis going around all them. He dunking on them. He letting them. He bigger. He faster. He stronger. You can talk all that stuff because you don't play no more. You can talk all that stuff because you got gray hair and you sitting on the sidelines smoking cigars about what you used to do. That dude would dog you Every single time y'all stepped on the court. Now, you may hit them hard. Okay, all right. After you hit them hard, you ain't got no game. You ain't got no game. Okay, so if you hit me and I be like, okay, that's all you got? <laughs> you ain't got nothing but a hit? I'm getting ready to mess over you. And, and Giannis, just like he treating them now, they, he's bigger, faster, stronger. He'd be dunking on all of them, left-handed, just like Ralph Sampson was dunking on them. Giannis would be doing the same thing. So all y'all stopping with, he wouldn't dominate in the 80s. We ain't never seen no dude like this coming to our league. And give him his props, give him his credit. He would dog anybody in the 80s, 90s, 2000, and, 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 and 3020 when we get there. Look at that. I am not an Isaiah Thomas guy, never have been, but... Nicely done. Is he the only guy that's given him legit credit of any of these guys that played before Giannis? Is he the only guy? Because Shaq hadn't done it. Wade hadn't done it. Maybe KG has. Because KG and Giannis are guys. So maybe KG has and I've missed it. But most of these other dudes, McGrady certainly hasn't. McGrady's dogged on him. I mean, from that perspective, who else has really given him credit that's saying, hey, it doesn't matter. He would have figured it out and he would have just dunked all over y'all. Because he's right in that aspect. Yeah, you had bigger, hulking guys, right, that were bigger. Patrick Ewing, he can't, he can't handle Giannis. He would have been too slow to handle Giannis. And again, we're talking about centers. But even if you look at Carl Malone, Carl Malone was athletic, could get out and run a little bit, great technically sound basketball player. I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's quick enough to stay with Giannis. Carl Malone going to go out to the top? And Giannis is going to put the ball on the floor and he's going to stay in front of him? I don't know, man. And when you start talking about that era, he's one of the more athletic guys that you had out there running up and down the floor. Barkley, he was athletic. He's small. I mean, size-wise, tall-wise. Yeah, Barkley's going to throw a forearm, throw an elbow, try and get you off your game, get in your head. But, but again, I don't, I don't think he has any chance of, of dealing with Giannis. Not only is Giannis tall, Giannis is long. His arms are long. Barkley ain't going to be able to contest Giannis taking shots. No chance. Who else is there? Rodman? Dennis Rodman? How does Rodman fit into this? Does Rodman slow down Giannis? You know he's going to try and get in his head. and try and get him teed up. going to try and get maybe Giannis kicked out of the game by doing crap when the refs ain't looking. So that's Rodman's game. Now Rodman, I don't know if everybody gives him enough credit for his athleticism. He, he wasn't a horrible athlete necessarily. So maybe if somebody could DM up, maybe Robin gives him a little bit of trouble. But I, I just don't, I don't know how many guys really would have been able to deal with him. There were no Durants back then. That long athletic guy, none of those guys existed. Garnett came in later, but before him, there weren't any of those Garnets. There were nobody like KG back then. I, I, I tend to agree with Isaiah. I, I think Giannis. Probably is a star in any era. What do you think? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. Nate, north side of Milwaukee. You're first up on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's going on, Nate? What's good, Sparky? Uh, like I was telling Adam, he, I think he'd be good in any era because of his work work ethic alone. The, the work he puts in from the time he was drafted to now, it, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been matched by by most people in the league. Not only his strength and his speed, but if you try to garden with a center, they're too slow. If you try to put a if you try to put a like a, a smaller, faster defender on there, he'll just take them just take them to the post and just have his way that way. And it, he's kind of in a way very dominant and unguardable in the sense that. 
nobody back in the, back when Oakley played, it was nobody like nobody to that could have the speed. And Giannis, like you said, Robin probably, Robin to give him uh, give him a little bit of a fight, but not enough to shut him down, uh, or uh, he'll make it difficult, but not enough to not have Giannis be Giannis. You know what I mean? So, um, and it's and it's crazy how these guys come at Giannis, and it's and it's mainly mainly the guys that um, like didn't live up to their potential, you know what I mean? Like for me, Tracy Grady didn't live up to what he what he was supposed to be. Um Shaq has given him a little bit of credit, um, but not as much as not as much as he should be given. But like I said, some of these guys just you look at him and you see what he's done and they and I think that like I said the last time uh we had a Giannis topic on here, they get jealous. It's a, it's about jealousy and about he's doing what they what they thought they should be doing, but but it's like this: if you want to be where he's at, you got to put in the work. And most of those guys never put in the work. See, that's a whole nother conversation. Thanks for the call, appreciate it. Hey, we'll talk more about that coming up next. You think Giannis could be a star, not a starter, a star uh, in any era that he would have played in? You think he could have been a star in the seventies and a star player in the eighties? We're talking stars, all stars. Top five, top ten player in the NBA in his era, in Bird, in Jordan's era, right? In those eras, could he have been a star player? I got one uh, that probably is long, athletic, could handle the ball. I don't know if he is quick enough. I'll tell you who that is coming up on the other side. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The Fan. And don't forget, my guys over at Young Express, still looking for that dispatcher right now. If you're looking for a new career, would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? How about a company that's been in business for over 30 years? Now, you don't even need experience to go get a dispatcher position at Young Express. What you do need is you have to be able to multitask in a fast-paced environment, have good communication skills, be computer literate, and have an overall friendly disposition for dealing with a variety of customers and drivers. Now, at Young Express, you get competitive hourly wage, paid holidays, vacation time, personal days, and a 401k with company match and, of course, a health plan. Apply today at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express success drives them it is sparky's midday madness presented to you by the milwaukee admirals as we broadcast live from the lakeland university studios q club of wisconsin i'm sure many of you have ate there before and today is a good reason to really to talk about q club as any other day why well it's ash wednesday for a lot of people uh and for some people the old school people i guess probably uh, normally on Ash Wednesday or Fridays during Lent, you, you don't get to eat meat, so you're always looking for that that good fish sandwich, right? We always talk about Wendy's and the good fish sandwich. Also, uh, looking for Friday fish fries, right? People all about Friday fish fries. Don't even have to be uh, Lent for people to love a fish fry. So Q Club of Wisconsin, our place, they do fish fries on Wednesday and Fridays. March means plenty of important tournament action, too, and the place to watch all the big games while enjoying your own indoor games. Skew Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games like indoor bocce ball, foosball, darts, pool, the whole deal, and their huge entertainment game room. And then settle down to some awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up <laughs> with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Tim Allen uh, will be joining us uh, coming up here in about 25 minutes for a lacrosse talk leading up to the Rami show. Uh, Rami off today. So Tim Allen filling in for Rami. Uh, looking forward to that uh, as he comes up from 3 to 6 uh, this afternoon. Uh, tomorrow, Shaka Smart, Marquette head coach, uh, will join the Wendy's Big Show uh, at 11.35. 11.35 tomorrow uh, for Shaka Smart. So we've been talking about uh, these comments made uh, by Charles Oakley on the, um, uh, what was it? Uh, I just said it earlier, the uh, no uh, 
pump something. What was it? No pump shots doc, uh, podcast. I think that's what it was called. Uh, here's Charles Oakley talking about Giannis. Refreshing to see Giannis Antetokounmpo. Guys are like, yo, I don't, I can't be buddy buddy because he kind of brings that old school mentality, that old school feel back into this NBA. He's doing his thing. I mean, I, I was like skeptical because, you know, he couldn't make a jump shot free throw, but after what he did last year, he won me over. You know, I was, you know, because I know even, even like he, he wouldn't have been a force back in the days. That's what or we're not. What or we're yeah, not. He wouldn't have been a force. Why is that? He would have struggled because they would make him two jump shots. And, and he, you know, he, he, he wasn't going to be doing no you up to the basket like he's doing you as in this getting laid up. No, somebody's going to knock his head off. Hmm. I mean, I'm, go, yeah, I'm glad he's doing what he's doing now, but he definitely wouldn't have. He been come on the bench back in the days. <laughs> Yo, come on. That's kind of heavy. Ah. Come on. The, 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 All right, the, the first two time, time I was like, oh, maybe. Two-time two I mean, MVP, two MVP coming off the bench, Giannis? I don't Giannis know about has, that, Charles. Giannis as a six man is kind of kind of uh, kind of heavy. <laughs> I don't know about the with his speed. I mean, he's 6'10", 280, can run yeah, like and, a gazelle. Yeah, yeah and that's nothing to – Well, he's not skinny. You know, he's muscle, though. He's taking the protein mix. Yeah. put some muscles on. You know – Maybe Charles Oakley needs to stand like next to Giannis and, and kind of get a better idea of how big Giannis is. I think when you watch Giannis on TV, in a weird way, he looks smaller than he actually is. Not smaller from the aspect of how tall he is, smaller from the aspect of how muscular he is. I think TV really kind of... um short changes Giannis for how muscular he is. Watching on TV is one thing, but when you're actually like by Giannis or you're sitting courtside or whatever the case may be, and you really can see how big he is, I think you get a better idea of how big he truly is. Now, I'm going to let Oakley have that as an out. Maybe Oakley doesn't realize how much muscle Giannis really has on him. He is not a small dude. Now, when he came in, he had arms the size of toothpicks. So then, yes, then he was. No question. Mike the Painter, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up? Yeah, I think he was first in the 90s because he was, you know, right now, the body size that he has and the athleticism, he was just dominated or left and right. It would have been him and Jordan at that time because there was nobody in the NBA so, in the 90s that has the skill set that Giannis has. So if we go back to, like, the 80s and the 90s, right? So Larry Bird... Probably would have tried, and you know he he'd been known to play a little bit dirty at times to, oh, to, sure, to defend. Sure. So you'd add him. Uh, they would have thrown Magic Johnson, James Worthy. You know those type of guys would have given them uh, would have given him fits. But like, what do the Lakers do when you know Giannis essentially is the five for the Bucks, and they're spreading it out and, and going smaller? Uh, what then? How, how would that Lakers team have dealt with that? Obviously, Jabbar. Would have still had a skyhook and all that, but Giannis would have given Jabbar, I think, some problems with defensively oh, yeah. with how long he was. I, I would have loved to have seen him with Big Dog. Matching up with him and Big Dog would have been fun to see. Oh, Giannis instead of Tim Thomas on that Bucks team? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Mike, thanks for the call. That would have been unbelievable. Now, now again, people always dog on Tim Thomas. I, I, he's one of the best athletes. Um, the, the city has had from as far as a, a guy on the floor playing in a Bucks uniform. Did he waste it all? Yeah, but the, the guy was unbelievable. The guy could have been one of the best players in the league uh, had he given a rip uh, about the game. And he just he just really didn't. Uh, got his money and was done. But he, uh, you know, could get to the rim. He could shoot the outside shot. He could kind of do all that stuff. But that Bucks team, even if you say Tim Thomas stays. On that Bucks team, Giannis could have played the five. You could have had Tim Thomas at the four, Glenn at the three, Ray at the two, and Sam Cassell. Oh, good night. It would have been a dynasty. Even with George Carl coaching, it would have been a dynasty. It would have been. Like, it, it would, there's no way anybody in that era would have been able to deal with them. Because you would have had Giannis going downhill, kicking open shooters. You already had Tim Thomas doing the, type, the same type of thing. Transition game would have been lethal. Because those guys all could run up and down the floor. Oh, my God. That Bucks team with your hands. Woo-wee. Uh, let's go to Notebook Mike. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Do you think Giannis could have been a star in any era, Notebook Mike? Sparky, I, I got a comment, but 
Uh, I want to tell you, I just went through the same thing you did with the car. Oh. I have the worst luck with cars. So it's the battery. Well, it's not the battery. Well, I got a new battery in there. Well, here I am getting towed again. Mm -hmm. It's your alternator, which is totally easy to put in on certain cars. Right. Mine, it's right out front. So I got towed twice. And I only waited about an hour. That would have been nice. Yeah. So Oakley's right in one regard. It was a different time when he played. Uh, Mahorn, Oakley, Rodman, they would have laid him on his duff. The minute he came down the lane. Same with John Morant. I watched four guys guard him. And then they're like, okay, go to the basket. You're Go ahead. But you know what the difference is, Mike? Go ahead. So, they, you know, Giannis goes up, boom, Oakley takes him down. Going back to what Isaiah Thomas said on NBA TV, I think Giannis pack pops back up and says, okay, fine. But then the next time somebody goes down the lane on Giannis, I think Giannis would have responded. Like, I don't think Giannis gets punked. I don't. I, he may have got kicked out of games. He may have got teed up more. But I don't think Giannis was going to let anybody punk him necessarily uh, in any era was he, he that he's in. There's too much pride uh, involved there to let somebody just right. manhandle you and not fight back. I mean, Giannis has never got mad at anyone. He's never been in a fight on the court. They would have had to get an enforcer for him, and I'll hang up and let you get to other calls. And again, thanks for the call. You had one in Larry Sanders. I mean, that was the guy that was kind of taking the fight to whoever. I don't feel like Giannis needs one now. I feel like take care of his own stuff. Now, maybe back in that era... To make sure he wasn't getting kicked out of games and teed up, maybe to Mike's point, yeah, maybe you you want somebody to kind of take the fight to somebody else so he doesn't have to. Uh, maybe back then, because I'm telling you, I, I just I don't think there is any chance anybody uh, is going to intimidate Giannis. I don't give a damn what area you put him in. Furthermore, ain't nobody going to be able to stop that dude when he's coming downhill. And now his jumper is seemingly continuing to get better, or at least it feels like it when you watch him. Sean and Racine, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's up, Sean? This is frustrating to me when it comes from Oakley because the man is not relevant. His name is only out there right now, primarily at this time because of the stupid comment he made about Giannis. He right. sounds like he's half jealous about him. The man never scored a double-digit average in points in his entire career. The majority of it was the 90s into the early 2000s. So he can't even necessarily speak for when it was really gritty, down, and dirty with the defense, and you could get away with anything. And what is the positive with Giannis? He is always trying to improve, fixing anything that's a problem. He would have acclimated to any era, and he still would have dominated. I don't think there's any question when it comes to that. So the fact that Oakley's trying to say this crap and pretty much nonsense coming out of his mouth when it comes to Giannis, you have no reason to be hating on this man and look at everything you know, he's already done while he's still only 27. Sean, I'm thinking about something. Do you think Oakley would have been relevant in this era? Because his game was the physical fighting, rebounding. I mean, that was type of his game. I don't know how relevant Oakley would have been in this era because he wouldn't have been able to do half the crap he did back then. That's a very good point. It's pretty much turning it around back on Oakley right. considering... He probably wouldn't have even been a sixth man. He would no. have been second or third deep off the bench yes. just to go out there, fill some minutes, get our stars their rest, because you can't compare ears in some instances for exact reasons like this. He would not have been relevant to today's NBA because, A, you can't be as physical and basically dirty as he played, and you have to score. No question. Sean, thanks for the call. I, I don't. I hadn't thought about it until just now, but... I don't think he could have played in this league. He definitely wouldn't have got nearly as many minutes. You're not allowed to do everything he did back then. He was an okay offensive player. Nothing special. It's okay. But I, I don't I mean he he if you know if he's averaging, you know, 10, 12 rebounds a night, okay. But can he average 10, 12 rebounds a night without abusing people? I don't know. Dennis and Tosa, you're next on Sparky's midday madness. You think Giannis could have been a star in any era? Man, Sparky, how you doing? Hey, Good. any era, man. Any era because Giannis had that fire in him. Giannis is driven to be the best. He's tough. He can do everything. And I don't know what Oakley talking about, man. Oakley 
was good in that era because yeah, it was more physical play. In this era, he's first of all, he's not athletic enough to be able to keep up with these guys. He might score a couple of buckets, get a couple of rebounds, but I don't think he would be good in this era. But Giannis can be good in it would have been good in any era because that's just how he is. He's driven to be the best. So yes, he would have been great in any era. No doubt, Dennis. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. I I don't know if if y'all heard the Giannis conversation, uh, the video that was out of Giannis running into Allen Iverson uh, All Star Weekend. But this, this to me, this was awesome. Hopefully, you can make it out. Uh, this is what it sounded like. Allen Iverson. You gonna kill him? Yeah, you can't hear it. But Giannis uh, was telling Allen Iverson uh, that he started playing basketball because he watched Allen Iverson. That's why he picked up a basketball. That's why he started doing what he did because he loved AI. You could have given me a hundred guesses as to what NBA player inspired Giannis to play the game. There's no chance I guess AI out of a hundred guesses. I, I just there's just no way. And I think part of the reason is because he's so different than Giannis. Not only from a size perspective. Now, the the mentality of working your tail end off to be great. Now, even though I know Iverson's practice habits, we know the legendary thing there. But but still, working his tail end off to be great. Super tough like Giannis, right? And you get up and keep playing no matter what. So there are those similarities. But small, quick dude, right? Giannis, n- neither of those. I mean, kind of quick, I guess. for Definitely quick for his size. But tall and long. Uh, they just there's not a lot of similarities necessarily, other than maybe they both uh, can't shoot the best necessarily from the outside. But AI, the inspiration for Giannis, woo! I'm telling you, could give me a hundred guesses. I never would have guessed AI as uh, the guy that he would have looked at and said, "Yep, that's the person who I wanted to play basketball." Coming up next, Abby Schnabel. Uh, Schnabel uh, of the Wisconsin State Journal, men's beat writer for the Wisconsin Badger basketball team. They brought her on last year. I've never talked to her on the radio, so we're going to talk to her next. Abby Schnabel talking Badger hoops as they get a big win against Purdue last night. She's next on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Check them out. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Affordable family fun. They got their tribute to wrestling night coming up this weekend. Definitely want to be a part of that. Baron Von Raschke, Road Dog. Be a lot of good ones uh, coming up uh, there. They got meet and greet packages, the whole thing. Uh, to do that with the guys that they have coming in. Again, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Rikishi is going to be there as well. Love Rikishi. I would love to talk with Rikishi. If memory serves correct, back in the day when uh, I used to be able to hang out backstage when I wrestled. God, I still can't believe. Can you believe I was a, the women's champ of Great Lakes Championship Wrestling? Had a belt the whole deal. Why does this kind of sound like the whole Andy Kaufman thing about 35 years ago? Uh, no, kind of, sort of. 
Uh, it's a long story. We'll get into it when we don't have a guest. But uh, but so I, I got to talk to Rikishi a couple times. And if memory serves correct, he was a big Yankees fan back in the day. So I wonder what his feelings are, this whole baseball lockout thing and that whole deal. All right, time now making her debut. Abby Schnabel uh, joins us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Badger basketball beat writer for the Wisconsin State Journal. Follow her on Twitter at Abby Schnabel. Abby, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I um, was excited Okay, so first things first. So I saw that you got brought in, what, last June into Madison. So tell us a little bit about your journey uh, of landing this gig with the Wisconsin State Journal. Yeah, so I actually graduated from Loyola Chicago in May, like very beginning of May. And um, I applied Bob thinking, you know what, it's a it's a shot. Most people don't get beat writing jobs no. to college, but I had. Yeah, but I had to at least try. Um, And then towards the end of May, I think it was the last full week of May, they asked if I would interview. And my lease was up in Chicago. So I interviewed on Friday and then moved back to my parents' house in St. Louis on Saturday. Monday was Memorial Day. Tuesday was June 1st. And they offered me the job and said, hey, can you get here in like 20 days? Wow. Um, so So I moved up and actually my first day on the job was the day after the Greg Gard audio um, meeting stuff oh, went right. down. So kind of went, uh, it was a sprint from the start, but that's kind of how I ended up here. And I've been here almost eight months now. So what's, what's your thoughts on Greg Gard? I mean, you're around him every day. You're on the road traveling with the team and that whole thing. You've been around Gard a long time. You referenced that audio tape. It definitely feels like this team is definitely together more of a unit, maybe more than uh, the past couple of years? I think Greg Gard is a really good coach, and I think we've seen that play out this season coming from off of the heels of not the best season, of uh, assumed disconnect between coaches and players last season. And this season, it's just so connected, and that that starts with him. And you, you can't win all these games. Obviously, the players have a huge part in it, but like you can't win all these games without leadership from a coach like that. Greg has been great to me. You know, I'm 22 years old and working alongside uh, a lot of people that are older than me, but Greg treats me just like everyone else. And I can't say more about how um, much I respect the guy. Talking with Abby Schnabel, Badger, men's basketball beat reporter for the Wisconsin State Journal. Follow her on Twitter at Abby Schnabel. Uh, at what point this year, Abby, did you realize that, okay, th- this team is going to be better than 10th like everybody thought. Uh, th- this 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 may be a tournament team after all. I think it was probably, I think it's, I started thinking about it and after the Maui Invitational, especially after they beat Houston. I was like, okay, this team has the capability, but I'm not convinced yet just because those those tournaments, early November, there's a lot of, there's a lot of games left. You never know. So I, I started thinking it then, but I think it was the first Purdue game that I was like, holy cow, this team could really like make a deep run, could win the the Big Ten. But I don't I don't think I was ever truly convinced. Like even last night, I was like, won't be surprised if they lose because at this point, nothing surprises me with this team because they defy expectations, but they're also fairly inconsistent. So you have to like temper your expectations with, Sometimes they're losing to Rutgers at home, and then other nights they're upsetting Purdue on the road. So um, it's probably started back in January for real, like thinking this is a solid team that has tournament chances. Welcome to Badger basketball. This is how this goes. So <laughs> they're they're always going to be good. They're normally going to be a tournament team, uh, but they're also going to have stretches, like you've seen, where they can't score the basketball. Wait, five, six mm-hmm. minutes, and you saw it again last night, Abby. Yep. Yeah, it's I mean, they, they, they're one of the most streaky teams in um, Division One. There's a chart that someone posted a while ago on Twitter that had, like, rankings how they have scoring runs versus scoring droughts. And, like, Wisconsin is one of the most streaky teams. And I think it's funny how we go the whole first half of the season, everyone's relying on Johnny Davis and Brad Davison to score. And those two kind of hit a little bit of a slump. So now you got to find other guys. And it's just. It's been fun to watch, even though sometimes it is a little frustrating seeing them like, oh, you should have made that shot. That's the other thing, too. I mean, we're talking about Johnny Davis. I tweeted it out last night after the first half. He had one basket. And I was like, we need to see Johnny Davis, you know, make his National Player of the Year campaign run uh, even more impressive. Put this team on his back and get it done. 
Uh, and he played better. He had that bang shot, obviously, towards the end. But I, I, do I dare call it the Chucky Hepburn coming out party? Because that's kind of what it felt like. I mean, he's been playing better, but I feel like that game kind of put him on the map nationally a little bit more. I think nationally, yes. But I think ever since uh, they played Northwestern back in January, I think maybe it was February, whenever they played Northwestern, I think that was the game to me where I was like, this kid is, I mean, cause, yeah, let's be real. He's a freshman playing like a veteran. He's not a kid, but this young guy, this young gentleman is just playing phenomenally. He had that half court shot against Northwestern. And we've just seen him get better and better and better. And yes, last night, phenomenal I did not think that shot was going to go in but he kind of set the tone from the very beginning on how the offense was going to run and that's not typically his role in the team typically he's deciding how the defense goes so seeing him kind of step up and be more aggressive offensively through these past couple of weeks has been really great to see because I think Wisconsin has really needed that offensive boost Talking with Abby uh, Schnabel, Badger, men's basketball beat reporter for the Wisconsin State Journal. You can follow her on Twitter at Abby Schnabel. She was doing out pictures and videos last night and the whole deal. It was awesome. Uh, Abby, what about uh, the the weakness for this Badger basketball team? The one thing that maybe makes you uh, a little bit nervous as far as maybe why they can't finish and maybe make that magical run to the Elite Eight or the Final Four. For me, it's got to be the bench and the seemingly lack of depth. I think we have had moments where the bench has come off and really produced. Last night was a great example. Jacoby Neath provided some really great minutes on defense. Chris Vogt was on the glass all night. Had a block shot. Really, yep. Yeah, had a block shot. Like, um, And even Ben Carlson, you know, he gets kind of pushed to the side and we forget about him a little bit because he's playing behind Tyler Wall. But Ben Carlson doesn't get on the stat sheet that much, but he's doing a lot down in the post. And so that last night he was. And I think that's the thing is that they have games where the bench is really good. Jordan Davis against Minnesota, really good. But I don't think there's been a consistent with the bench at all that you can rely on them at any moment and I think that's something you need for um, a deep tournament run is you can't just rely on your five starters I've been saying for the past couple weeks now at what point are these five guys going to start just getting absolutely drained because the bench can't hasn't shown that they can consistently come in and meet um, that level of play that those starters do and now it doesn't help that Lauren Bowman's out um, and Chucky Hepburn's the only point guard available. And yeah, I'm worried about tired legs because the bench isn't as strong, in my opinion. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I, I'm worried about the exact same thing you're worried about. The other thing that I think you look at for the NCAA tournament, and even the Big Ten tournament, uh, Tyler Wall, I, I said it earlier today on the big show uh, with Gary Ellerson, is kind of the, the the straw that stirs the drink a little bit for this Badgers team. I mean, he is a huge piece as to how far they can go. But the other guys, Brad Davison, if he catches fire and can get on some type of run, because he's also streaky, if he can get on some type of hot streak in the NCAA tournament, that can also propel him to a magical type run. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Wall's the unsung hero of this team. Like, Johnny Davis gets a lot of the glory. Brad Davidson gets a lot of the glory. Even Chucky Hepburn last night, everyone's talking about Chucky's um, uh, three-pointer to win the game, but they couldn't have done that without what Tyler Wall is doing on defense. He scored 19 points. No one's really talking about his 19 points. Uh, heck, even last night, people were asking Brad Davison about how it feels to be the only person to uh, have two titles still on the team. And uh, Tyler Wall standing at the end of the podium and is like, hey, I was on that 2020 sure team too. Yep. He gets he gets forgotten about and he shouldn't because he's such a key important part to the team and going to what you said when Brad Davison gets hot, I think if we can see a game where all four, even five, Tyler Wall, Chucky Hepburn, Johnny Davis, and Brad Davison, who we have seen consistently have these high shooting games and score a lot and contribute a lot. If we can get all four of them to do it at one time, I don't think there's anything that can really stop this team. But that's the thing is we haven't really seen all four or even five because we've seen Stephen Crowell do it. We haven't seen them all do it at the same time against challenging opponents. But if they can figure out how to do that, then I think this team, like, there's there's no limit. Abby Schnabel making her debut here on the fan. Sparky's Midday Madness, Badger men's basketball beat reporter for the Wisconsin State Journal. Follow her on Twitter at Abby Schnabel. Abby, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it. We'll have to get you on as we get deeper in uh, to the uh, 
NCAA tournament. Of course. Thanks for having me. Always uh, happy to hop on. Sounds good. Take care. There she is. Abby Schnabel on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Applying for home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious. Breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Coming up next, we'll check in with the franchise. Tim Allen, he's filling in for Rami today from 3 to 6. He's straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Summertime can't get here soon enough, if you ask me. Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals, live from the Lakeland University Studios, offering evening and online master's program. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. Tim Allen joins us now as he will be filling in for Rami Makhlouf today on the Rami Show from 3 until 6. How are you doing, Mr. Tim? What's up, man? What's going on? Well, I, I guess first I'm, I'm kind of uh, interested uh, in, in knowing your thoughts. Matt LaFleur talked today and said nothing uh, to the generally assembled media. Yeah, and I've then, listened to that with you guys. Right. Then they go off to do a side session with the local beat writers. Uh, and Dennis Krause, I'm paraphrasing it, but Dennis Krause said that uh, LaFleur said that they try to tell Aaron Rodgers how much they love him and how much they want him back, but not to the point of trying to be too annoying about it. Now, I mean, that seems to me a little crazy. And I, I know LeBron started this whole thing and all that stuff, but I mean, it's one thing to tell you a guy that you like him. It's another thing to continuously have to tell a guy you like him in order to convince him to come back. Well, maybe you do with, with guys like that. You just got to handle handle with care, handle with kid gloves. You just go at – people get managed a different way. You, can, you can't manage, you know, the same way to every single employee that you have, right? Shh. I mean, you got you to gotta twist a little bit and kind of get to know them, get their nuances. I think the, the Packers overall, they know what kind of dude Aaron Rodgers is. Well, they've and learned so, if they didn't. Yeah, and so they're going to handle it with what knowledge they have of Aaron Rodgers. And it's just, you know, a lot of people get on Aaron and, and even LeBron James for being all over social media and wanting this attention and being an attention, you know what, and, you know, all this. It, that's, that's just today's society, guys. Don't we all? What do you think Instagram is with a 16-year-old kid? I mean, they're all looking for attention. Absolutely. That's what social media has created, for sure. It's all right. It's it's all right. I'm not offended by that at all. If he wants more attention, fine. Whatever. Give him more attention. Uh, Okay, uh, Tim Allen, what do you got coming up on your show? Okay, we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go over a timeline of this baseball situation right now because you know news coming out. We're we're here in March now, which is kind of cool. Kind of a nice day today. I was walking the dogs, uh, feeling uh, just a little bit healthier as as the days go by. That's good. And uh, we're now in March. Well, I'm gonna take you all the way back to December second. And read you just headlines, rapid-fire headlines, and just a few pieces within all the articles. Because after all, Sparky, you know this, I had nothing going on from <laughs> from, nope. from uh, December 2nd to yep. the present. And this is my second show since you know the, the 29th of December. So I collected all these just in case, and I'm glad I did it because it just incenses me as, as you go along the timeline. And you see on December 2nd that, okay, well, uh, lockout is official. Now we're locked out. And then they don't meet. And then there's 42 days that go by. And then this is what they're arguing over. And then this on January 5th. And this on January 7th. And this on February 2nd. This on February. We're going to walk you through the timeline. It won't take a ton of time, but it will take a little time to, to get you through to the present right now. I was reading on the Brewers Facebook page yesterday, and I'll read back some of those posts. I don't believe Brewer fans are particularly happy right now. And and you and I are in a sort of a unique situation. Let's face it. Number one, we're Brewer fans. So we get that reaction. We react to what's going on because our favorite team isn't playing. And that's right. a bummer. You got kids. I got kids. Yep. You know, we want to go to the games. We want to have a bratwurst with the secret stadium sauce. We want to have a couple of beers. They want to go to the games. They do too, and you know you, you got to explain this to all them. So we're in that unique situation of being a fan. We're also in the unique situation of this is part of our profession right. as well. So we got to kind of look at it two ways. But how disappointing some of these Brewer fans are! Whoa, 
I, and you know, I'll open up the phone lines in a little bit to just kind of get your thoughts on on. I'm as disappointed as anybody from the fan standpoint. From from a Brewer fan, you guys know this. I collect all Brewer cards and Brewer this and Brewer that. I'm a Brewer nut job. I am from a fan standpoint, and and I am. You know, I'm a little bit beyond the angry part now. I was. I was during all of this because you could kind of read the writing on the wall. I heard you talking yesterday that you don't think there's going to be baseball until May, May 1st. Yep. Yeah. At some point in May. Yep. <clears throat> and that angers me a lot from, from a fan's perspective. I just, I can, I can relate. It's, it's not like we're, we're doing a show in, in Phoenix. And we can't relate to a, a Diamondbacks fan as much as a Brewer fan. We're right there with you. We're pissed too. We're disappointed. I mean, John Heyman said today that the players were prepared for this and are ready for this. And there is uh, uh, Maury Brown, senior contributor for Forbes, longtime baseball writer. I had him on. He said the players put together a pool of money, a segment of money to help guys out that need help while this thing mm-hmm. plays out. And they're ready. Now, I don't know how many months they're ready for, but they're definitely ready. And And the irreparable damage that is being done to the sport. I don't know if you can measure that in any way. I don't I mean, think any come damage up... is being done. Yeah. Well, no, 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 because we're all going to go back, man. No, they missed the world know. series. They, all that crap with Donald fear. We all went back. All of us. We all went back. Now, maybe we didn't go back right away. Maybe we didn't go back right. the first year, but we all went back and we'll all go back again. They may miss May. They may miss June. We may not go back in July or August, but if they're in the damn playoff run, they're going to sell that park out. I promise you. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced of that. I think so. I, I think people I are, hope so. People are angry. Yes, people will get over it once their favorite team is winning baseball games. People will be flooding your phone lines to the postgame show after games. And it'll go right back to where it was. I, I don't, I don't and, worry about and that. In, in large part, we, we have to look at... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Uh, 